And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is Sean Malone. He's the director of Crisis Response International. Sean, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. It's uh, great to be with you as well. Now, Sean, um, before we were on the air, you mentioned to me briefly what your group does. I'm wondering if you will share that with our listeners. The context today is that of Iraq and what is happening in Iraq, particularly uh, to the Christians in that nation. And so, Sean, maybe you can tell us what is it that your group gets involved in? Yeah, so I'm the director of Crisis Response International, and we're a a Christian-based relief uh, organization. We train and mobilize uh, crisis responders and disaster relief missionaries to crisis situations and disasters around the world. Mm. It sounds like you might be quite busy right now. (laughs) We are a little bit busy. Uh, We're we're grateful that um, it was a quiet tornado season, and it's been a quiet uh, hurricane season so far. Um, But uh, the situation in Iraq uh, definitely has our hands full at the moment. Mm. I sometimes feel frustrated. You know, we'll tune into the news at night. Um, We'll hear SRN News, or we'll hear the world and everything in it, which has wonderful coverage. But uh, it's so hard to get a feel for what is happening in Iraq and I, I'd be very uh, grateful if you could share your perspective as to what's going on there. Absolutely. Um, well, as an organization, um, last year, about nine months ago, we were watching the Syrian refugee crisis unfold. Uh, there was about three million uh, refugees coming out of the Syrian conflict and to many different nations uh, around the Middle East. And uh, I remember the day it was uh, when the refugee mark hit one million children uh, that had fled uh, from the atrocities that were taking place in Syria. And at that point, um, you know, we just said, well, what can we do? Enough is enough. What can we do? And we just prayed. Mm. We said, hey, we'd be willing to go. We can, we're willing, but the situation seems uh, uh, pretty massive for us to take on. And uh, about two days later, I got a phone call uh, from a friend uh, who's a doctor, and uh, we were just casually talking about different things and different things that he had been involved with, and, and uh, he just brought up the subject of Kurdistan. And, and I said, oh, wait a minute, Kurdistan, tell me about that. And he began to tell me that he's been working in the Kurdish uh, region of Iraq uh, for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, we began to connect the dots, and one thing led to another, and uh, he connected us with the general of the Kurdish forces uh, in Iraq, and we began to send teams over to help the general set up uh, refugee camps and, and uh, set up medical clinics uh, to help all of the Syrian refugees. So on that note, we're over there uh, helping for the last nine months. We've had different teams come in and out. Uh, as that crisis has been unfolding. And then uh, one day, uh, as you know, you've uh, you know, watched, watched it on the news or heard it on the radio, uh, that uh, Mosul fell. We heard of this group, ISIS, came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, who are these people? It's a, you know, it's a shoot-off of al-Qaeda. And uh, ISIS came in, and they took over uh, the city of Mosul, 
And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, what ended up taking place is that um, they uh, targeted Christians, they targeted uh, minor, different minority groups, and, and uh, they actually went around the city, this, this group ISIS, it's an extreme form of Islam, and um, they marked Christian homes, and they told Christians there that they had 24 hours to leave, and if they didn't leave, uh, they could either pay the, uh, the Jesus tax, which is a $10,000 bribe, uh, that would spare their lives, uh, they would, or they would have to leave the city with all of, uh, without any of their possessions. They'd have to leave them all behind, uh, and if they didn't meet those requirements, then they would be killed. Mm. And at that point, um, as you can imagine, you know, like you and I, uh, if we were in that situation, uh, they fled. They fled for their lives. You know, uh, ISIS is an organization. Uh, it's it's it, just the brutality is like nothing we've ever seen. Uh, before, and uh, and so uh, overnight, literally, um, you know, some estimates say up to 200,000 people fled from the Mosul area and showed up in the city of Erbil that we were working in. And so overnight, you have this um, you have this region of Kurdistan, uh, which isn't a sovereign nation. Um, we imposed a no-fly zone uh, there uh, in the in the 90s after the first Gulf War after Saddam had uh, greatly persecuted uh, the Kurdish people. And, um, and so you have this regional government there that has, I guess, has grown sympathetic. I mean, it's a people who have been through um, many, many different challenges, uh, many different conflicts, uh, but they're an ally of America. They love Americans. They, they, they love Westerners. Uh, it's the only democracy, really, over in that part of the world. Um, and they're amazing people, and uh, and so they've opened up their doors for these refugees to come in. Uh, now, you know, on top of the Syrian refugee crisis, now they have all of these different uh, Iraqi uh, refugees coming into their area. And you know, one night uh, we were there, and you know, ten thousand people showed up in one night wow. uh, into the city, and it just day after day after day they began to come in. Literally, Dan, um, there's no place for these people to go. And if you've ever been to uh, Kurdistan, um, particularly in the city of Erbil, they have a booming uh, economic, uh, uh, they have a booming economy there. Um, the growth is just absolutely amazing. There's many U.S. interests there. There's many uh, U.S. businessmen that, uh, you know, different businesses that have gone over and, and are investing into this country. Um, they have a vast amount of oil. Um, when uh, when the ISIS came in and took over Mosul, um, the Iraqi army had fled, and uh, uh, the Kurdish uh, people, the Kurdish government, was able to then take over a disputed area, uh, which was uh, um, you know oil fields, uh, and it's one of the largest in that whole region. And uh, really interesting too, they they've turned around and they're selling that oil to Israel, and so they're actually partnering with Israel. And which is a whole other interesting dynamic. And so, um, Kurdistan, it literally has become a, a place of refuge for so many people. And, uh, and so we've been there, uh, trying to assist, uh, in, uh, taking care of some of these res- refugees. It, but it's a, it's a massive humanitarian crisis right now. Well, that's fascinating. I, our heart really goes out. These people, you say they, the ISIS comes up, they mark these Christian homes. They, they know who the Christians are, apparently. 
they bribe them $10,000 or else. You've got to leave. Mm-hmm. You, you leave behind basically all of your possessions, maybe take a bag or something, and and you flee. And the, the town that they fled to, the city they fled to, was uh, Arbil. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, they they say it. Uh, it's it said Arbil, Erbil, um, but okay. yeah, and that's where the people came to. And um, many of them have left um, uh, everything behind. Um, for the first time in Christendom, there is no Christian witness in the city of Mosul. And interestingly enough, ISIS. The first thing that they did is rename the city Nineveh. Oh my goodness, that that is fascinating. It's perplexing. Um, this um, this area, correct me if I'm wrong, but has a long-standing Christian base to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. And on the map, maybe you could describe to our listeners: um, Iraq is is to the east of Syria. You know what's the what's the geography over there? Just so we can get this set in our minds. Yeah, so you have uh, you have Iraq and um, the Kurdish region. Um, the Kurdish region uh, touches um, Iran, parts of Iran, obviously in parts of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, touches in parts of Syria and also touches in parts of Turkey as well. Okay, and um, and these neighboring nations don't want to see an independent Kurdistan uh, take place. Um, but uh, that looks like that's the direction that things are going, mm-hmm. and and again, we're you know we're all for it. I I think it's uh, it, it's an amazing place, amazing people, yeah, and uh, definitely an ally of ours. Yes, um, our our heart is broken when we see um, our own brothers and sisters in the Lord uh, tortured, uh, beheaded. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, their possessions taken away. Uh, I assume that's how you feel, you guys here at uh, Crisis Response International. Um, how, you know, here we're way over here in America. What little things can you do to, to help out? Let's put it that way. Well, I would say it this way. You know, um, the Bible is a great place to go <laughs> for <laughs> instruction on any situation in life. And... Um, you know, any type of crisis or disaster, the first response always is to pray. Mm. And so uh, that's, that's the thing that we would ask um, uh, all of your listeners. Uh, we need to be praying for the persecuted church mm. in Iraq right now, and not just to make it out of there with their lives and to hold on to possessions, but literally to rise up in this hour and to, uh, to have boldness. Uh, to share the light of Jesus Christ in the midst of this region. You know, our teams have been on the ground there, and like I said, uh, the city has been overwhelmed. There's literally, there's just no space for people that are sleeping out on the sidewalks. Mm. And, and that's just the Christians that have come into the Christian quarter, uh, the Christian area of Erbil. There's about another, uh, let's see, uh, 400,000 Muslims uh, surrounding the city, uh, just squatting in different unfinished buildings and abandoned buildings. There's a total of 1.6 million displaced people in Iraq right now. Mm. I mean, it, it is a huge, huge crisis. But um, so, so these refugees are just everywhere, and, and, and the Christians are getting some help in the city uh, from some of the churches, 
But what happened, uh, there's just a very interesting dynamic. When this situation unfolded, um, you know, uh, the, the, the Christians had fled uh, from Mosul. Um, we, were, uh, we were smuggling truckloads of food into uh, the city of Karagosh, which is the main Christian city in Iraq. Uh, there was Christians there that were trapped behind ISIS lines. And uh, we were also renting uh, different buildings around the city. There, there are these unfinished buildings where uh, refugee families could come in and find refuge, and we would bring in truckloads of food and medicine and, and water and, and Bibles mm-hmm. and, uh, and just trying to bring hope and, and build relationships and love on these people. And, and, uh, and we're just seeing incredible things happen. And, um, and just the other day, um, we had, uh, well, it was about two weeks ago now, we had a little bit of a scare. Our teams, um, uh, you know, the city of Karagosh actually fell to ISIS. ISIS took it over. Uh, there was just uh, a massacre there, and, um, and ISIS got within about 10 minutes of, uh, of, of one of these buildings that we were operating out of. And so we, we pulled back, but what happened at that point in time is when um, the different relief organizations and different organizations, humanitarian organizations on the ground in Iraq, saw this take place, ISIS was beginning to move towards Erbil, and a lot of the humanitarian aid organizations completely pulled out. And so there's just a lack of the international community uh, there on the ground right now. And... um, but what ended up taking place is that uh, the U.S. ended up making airstrikes and has since given us some breathing room, and ISIS has retreated. Um, mm. and, uh, but there's still this massive crisis going on uh, on, on the ground. So it's, uh, it, there's just huge needs. So I would just say to your people, um, you know, praying um, would be the first and uh, foremost thing. You know, we could lay on our heads on the pillow at nighttime and... Uh, and, you know, but this doesn't go away, you know, for, no. for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And there, you know, for those of us who are believers, there are hundreds of thousands of Christians, brothers and sisters. And so, so we need to be praying for them. Number two would be um, there's, uh, there's ways to give. You can, you can give to organizations that are there on the ground. Um, you know, we've gotten in, um, let's see, uh, we just purchased about $75,000 worth of medicine. Uh, today, we just purchased hundreds of solar uh, lights for these families. Good. And um, we're uh, now getting in uh, container loads of goods and different supplies. Um, winters are pretty rough over there. You know, right now it's 122 degrees. I got this uh, text from one of our team members on the ground. 122 degrees, and we have a heat wave on its way. Oh, my. It's pretty hot out there, so just even bringing ice out to some of these places and water uh, and food is, uh, is huge. One of the other things we're really excited about is that we just bought technology. We spent about $15,000 on this, but we bought technology. See, people over uh, in Iraq and in that part of the world, um, you know, they all have electronic devices and, and phones and whatnot. And the way that you get your movies and your music is through Bluetooth. Well, we bought a transmitter that we can go over there, we can hand out relief and love on people and help these families meet practical needs, meet medical needs, medical clinics and whatnot. But then we can make the, uh, a copy of, uh, of the Bible uh, mm. available to them via Bluetooth, and they can uh, instantly download that onto their phone. Oh, beautiful. We have the technology right now to where we can get the Bible into the hands of these refugee people, and uh, what a better time than in the midst of such a great crisis. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. So um, people can pray for our brothers and sisters in the Lord who live in Iraq, and particularly now they're in uh, Erbil. And mm-hmm. uh, they can also give towards medicine, solar lights, ice even, uh, technology, so you can download a Bible. Tell us a, just a briefly, we've got maybe 10 minutes left here, Sean, about your group. And, um, you know, I, I'll i be honest, I kind of fell upon your group almost randomly. I, I get a lot of emails here at the station, and this one looked interesting, and one thing led to another, and you very quickly we're available for an interview, so that's the way it happened. So, mm-hmm. uh, if yep. someone if someone wants to connect with you, how would they do that? Yeah, sure. You can visit our website at www.criout.com. That's criout.com, and you can check out our organization there. Um, but one of the other things, and this may not be for everybody, but we train people to go into crisis situations mm. and. I can't tell you, I go all around the world, and when people bump into our organization, it's one thing that we hear all, time and time again, this is what I was made for. This is why I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> this is why I got that medical training. And we provide a way for compassionate people to take skills, to come get trained, and then go into these situations and make a difference when it really mm. counts. And so we have uh, several different ways that we train people. Uh, we're located in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, actually in September, starting September 11th, uh, we're running a three-month crisis response missionary training school where people come for three months, they get immersed in, uh, in this uh, compassionate culture, and we do different types of training, uh, you know, medical training, we, we do chaplaincy training, we train and certify chaplains to be able to go in and, and, and know how to help the grieving in the midst of tremendous loss and and help people cope with trauma, and also help uh, take care of our responders. That's a, that's a huge need as well, is to be able to take care of people that are actually going in. And, um, and so, uh, so, yeah, we, we do this training. We're also hosting a training up in Madison, Ohio. It's a five-day basic training for people who just want to be able to take a week off from work or, you know, help out when, uh, you know, the Hurricane Katrina happens or a tornado breaks out. Because we're here in the United States as well. We deploy to all of the major disasters uh, here, and we, uh, we typically set up a base camp and a kitchen and, and, uh, and a place where people can come and find help. And so uh, that's our big thing is we have a heart to train and mobilize people that, uh, that, that want to go in and help in times of crisis. So. so what you're doing is you're, in very tangible ways, you're showing the love of Christ to other people. Absolutely. Yeah, our, our motto is, uh, is to reach the harvest in the midst of crisis. Mm. And, uh, and we're training and mobilizing thousands to do so. Oh, it's a blessing to hear that. If someone wants to connect with you, perhaps they're, um, they're inclined towards helping as a missionary, maybe even staying here in the States and helping in various uh, crises that develop. Uh, you've got this September the 11th um, crisis training seminar in, in Nashville, is it? That's correct, in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, and then up in Madison, Ohio, uh, September 20th through the 26th, we have a five-day basic training up there as well. People come. It's kind of like a Christian retreat, uh, but with all sorts of disaster scenarios and different training exercises. It's a lot of fun. It's a life-changing experience, and I would welcome anybody 
uh, to come out and uh, join that, join us in that. And uh, you can find out more information at www.criout.com. Yeah, that's very helpful. So it's www.criout.com. It's kind of a play on words there, isn't it? Cry out. Yeah, you know, it's Psalm 72. You know, God hears the cry of the poor and needy. And that's what we're doing. We're looking for people who want to go and help in those times. So Yes. Uh, tell me, just personal interest here, uh, how long have you been at it, Sean, and how old are you? What? How did you ever get involved in this? Well, yeah, thank you for asking. I'm uh, 43 years old, and uh, I was actually in the major motion picture business in New York City. I was what you call a grip. Uh, it's basically the, the lighting end of uh, making motion pictures. And um, and the events of 9-11 unfolded. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually wasn't even supposed to be in New York. I had uh, I had moved away, and uh, and I came back, and... And two days later, 9-11 happens, and uh, the ta- Twin Towers came down. Mm. And uh, uh, within 24 hours, we went down. We brought all the movie lights down there and lit up uh, the event. And mm. uh, we were able to do search and rescue and help lots of people down there. Uh, but then a couple of years after mm. that, uh, we uh, moved to New Orleans. Paramount Pictures had offered me uh, a deal to go down and open up a movie studio for them. And... Um, we moved down to New Orleans, and about five days after we got there, Hurricane Katrina took place. Oh. And we ended up responding down there, and uh, and that just really ruined us. It really ruined us. It ruined our hearts. And when I say ruined, it just um, uh, what we were able to see, you know, helping people. There's no greater thing than being able to go in and help somebody in a time of crisis. Yes. And it's so just, it just so marked our hearts. And, uh, and we, we responded to Hurricane Katrina for about nine months. Uh, but then officially in 2007, uh, we formed CRY, uh, Crisis Response International, uh, in 2007 in Kansas City. And, uh, and we've been going ever since. And, and that's just been a little bit of our DNA, too, as well. Uh, it just happens to be that many times we're, we're there before the disaster happens. Again, here we were in, uh, uh, in Iraq, and this massive refugee crisis happens. But we just attribute that to, to, to God's mercy. He just mm. loves people, and He wants people there in, in times of great need. Absolutely. Well, this is very refreshing for us to hear about what God is doing through you and the folks that work with you, Sean. And I hope that people will take the time and check out your website. Again, that's www.criout, like cry out. It's like a play on words, dot com. And uh, that's an an ingenious uh, URL, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can also find us on Facebook as well. We put up regular updates from all of our training events, and actually our deployment right now in Iraq. We make several posts a day. It's a great way for people to stay connected, and that's that Crisis Response International uh, on Facebook. Yeah, and this thing that you have going here, these training seminars, they sound very practical. Um, you've got one coming up again. Um, on September the 11th, and it's in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And you've got another one September the 20th through the 26th in Madison, Ohio, I believe you said. That's correct. Yep, that's uh, correct. If somebody has been trained, perhaps they've been in the military, and they're very disciplined, they have particular skills that they bring to the table, I'm sure you could really use them right now. Yeah, we, we love having skilled people from different uh, disciplines and backgrounds. But I'll tell you, you know, by far and wide, 
Um, for the most part, we train and mobilize people with compassionate hearts, compassionate Christians who just want to be able to go in and get training and be able to go in in times of need. And so uh, that, that's, a, that's a huge portion of the people that we get. And we get doctors and nurses and military and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but we just, you know, it, it's that feeling of when you watch, you know, let's say uh, 9-11 happen, on the television, or you see the Hurricane Katrina, or you see the tornado that struck the town, and you sit there on the couch and you watch the news, and you say, I just wish I could do something. That's right. Well, th- this is your answer. Come, get <laughs> trained, and then we'll mobilize you uh, to these different situations around the world. Well, that sounds great. It's been a pleasure, Sean. Thank you very much for joining us today. I've been uh, speaking with Sean Malone. He is the director of Crisis Response International. And uh, Sean travels around not only the United States, but more recently has been in Iraq. And uh, his team there is helping people, these refugees, from Mosul to Erbil and other places. Sean, may God richly bless you. And I I want to ask especially that that, um, the Christians listening to the broadcast today uh, uphold you in prayer and, and your team there, this Crisis Response International. Thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having us on, and thank you for keeping our teams on the ground in prayer. Praise the Lord. And, dear listener, you can uh, listen to this um, broadcast again. It's up on our website at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Quick reminder, join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.